Hey moms, welcome to the Mom Mindset Show, where we talk all things mom life from A to Z. I'm your host, Rachel Benson. I'm a wife, a mom of six, a grandma of seven, a real estate agent, and a life coach for moms. I've been through every age and stage of motherhood, and I've never met one I didn't like. I've also never met one that didn't come with its share of challenges and personal growth. As moms, we set the mood and tone of the home. We're the emotional support and the cheerleaders for everyone in the house, not to mention the cook, the chauffeur, and the housekeeper. There's a lot to know and do, and that's what I'm here to help with. I want to help you create the home and family life of your dreams, and I do that not only by helping you with the skill set, but more importantly, the mindset that can really help you succeed as a mom. Thanks for being here. Let's talk about what's on your mind today. Hey, mom friends. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you're doing well in your little corner of the world, and um, May is almost upon us, and I'm wondering how you're feeling about summer break coming up. Are you one of those moms that can't wait and just love summer vacation? Or do the days seem kind of long and like they all blur together and summer lasts as long as the whole school year? I've been through all iterations of that in my mom life. And the days used to seem really long when I had a whole house full of bored kids at times and or friends running in and out all day and, you know, like 16 hours of sunlight and just like it just seemed like a lot to handle with especially just keeping the kids occupied and then somewhere as my kids got a little older it really shifted and I started to feel like wow where does the summer go I started to enjoy the good things about it and and the lack of you know the strict schedule and all that and it totally shifted for me and so I'm wondering where you are all at. Do you feel like I used to when I'd go into school the last day of school or in that last week when they like clean out their desks and stack them all in the hall and turn in their books and do all that? Or maybe you have someone graduating and it's just such a milestone that that shift at the end of the year always really hit me. Like the time is passing, the kids are another year older and now you're all crying, so I'll stop saying that. <laughs> but I just, I'm just wondering what your mindset is about summer and the, another school year passing for your kids or wherever you're at with your kid raising. How, how's that going? How are you feeling about that as we go into the last month of the year? I know May is a really busy month for moms, so I hope you enjoy all those end of year activities. I never knew how much I built my life around those until 2020 happened. And I had a senior graduating that year. My kids have a lot with their performing activities usually that that time of year. And when everything, well, from March to May, you know, everything shut down. My son had the first drive-through graduation. School just ended so abruptly. And I was like, what is this? And I just used to complain about a little bit too much busyness. And then when it was gone, I missed it so much that it was hard. It was hard to deal with that sudden change in schedule and everything that went along with that. But what was beautiful about it is as time went on, we were like, well, we literally can't go anywhere. And so we did some fun things. Like my daughter had always wanted to learn to watercolor and My husband's aunt offered a watercolor class online. 
as soon as we started figuring out how to do everything over Zoom, right? And I got into it with her and it was so fun. So anyway, I hope you're looking forward to summer. I hope you did something fun for spring break. Our most recent trip was a trip to Las Vegas. And um, if you think I travel a lot, it's just because my husband has a lot of business conferences and things that he goes to. And so I get to tag along and it's practically a free trip. So we went to Las Vegas last week. And speaking of mindset shifts, I just want to mention really fast that I used to think Las Vegas was like this evil place, like den of iniquity with all the smoking, drinking, gambling, strippers, you know, you name it. And the last couple times I've been to Las Vegas, I've been there twice this year. Well, in the last 12 months. And I just absolutely enjoyed myself. Now, I wasn't taking little kids with me, so I didn't have that to worry about. And I was just able to go shop and just enjoy the sunshine. I didn't sit by the pool much. I'm not much of a pool sitter. We have our own pool, so I can kind of wait like another month and then do my pool sitting. But anyway, I was able to just go shopping at, I don't know how many of you have been to like the forum at Caesars Palace. They have you know, just all the designer shops in the world. And and they have like full-on statues in the middle of this mall. And it's like being somewhere in ancient Rome. It's just incredible. And same thing at the, uh, what's it called? The Venetian Hotel and Casino. They literally have canals inside and outside the hotel with little, um, what do you call those boats that they ride in canals and the guys stand in them and sing? I can't even come up with a name right now. But anyway, they have that inside the mall. And again, it just looked like somewhere in Rome. So beautiful. And I just absolutely enjoyed it. I'm not really into shopping for designer things, which is what a lot of it is. But it was fun to just like look around and see all the designer shops because we don't have any of those in my town. So anyway, I just think it's so interesting that the mindset shift I had about Las Vegas allowed me to enjoy it where before I was very guarded and stressed out about what the influence would be on my kids. I don't know if I thought they were going to start drinking and gambling and was going to strip shows, but I was very on guard the whole time I was there. And this time I was able to go and enjoy what was good there. And we even took in a really good magic show that I just wanted to mention to you because it's totally family friendly if you are in the area. It's um, Matt Franco. It's called like Magic Reinvented Nightly or something. And he was so good. Like it was just an absolutely, I want to say beautiful show, just classy and fun and amazing. And he does so many things with the audience that make it really interactive and fun. So highly recommend that if you have a reason that you're going to Vegas. So Anyway, on with our topic today. What I actually wanted to talk about is totally unrelated to either of those things. I wanted to do another episode on communication. In episode four, I talked about communication. I gave some communication tips, but this is something that you will probably hear me talk about quite a bit because it's so important for families and it's something that most of us really don't feel like we're good at. We don't have the, the skills to communicate and especially in our families when it feels like the stakes are so high. If we say the wrong thing, that's not going to be good. If we 
just blurt out and, you know, yell and like just make a mess of things that just can be really difficult. So what happens is we tend to blow up when we have something we need to say that we haven't said and, you know, the pressure just builds and finally we just freak out or we just clam up and then we have all this anxiety inside from the things that we're not saying and not telling the truth about and not getting out in the open. And so neither of those create the best of situations for good communication. And one thing I've learned from coaching, probably above all else, is that so many problems could be solved with honest, open communication. So if we can learn how to do that, we can just almost instantly improve our family life. And I'll just tell you a couple that aren't necessarily like mom related, but you'll you'll get my point. There was one woman I coached a long time ago who was dealing with a situation where her mom had some kind of land that she owned and there were some legal issues with it that she needed to resolve. So for years, she had been calling her daughter, what should I do? And her daughter would tell her what to do and then she wouldn't do it. And it was to the point that the daughter was just like, I don't want to deal with this anymore, but I don't know how to tell my mom. Guess how long this had been going on? Since the 90s. And the daughter was still having a hard time just telling her mom, like, hey, I can't help you. You know, I've told you what I can tell you and and where, you know, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. So she she was like avoiding her mom as you start to do when you just don't want to have that uncomfy conversation. And sometimes a conversation that's going to take a few minutes, we will literally drag on, like in this case, for decades without saying anything for fear of hurting someone and straining the relationship. And just the slightest mindset shift can help us open up a conversation and have it go smoothly, or maybe it doesn't go perfectly, but it's better than no conversation at all. And so in situations like that, we talked and she realized that she just needed to open up and and just let her mom know and let her mom have her own feelings about her daughter not wanting to be involved anymore. And honestly, I don't know what happened after that, but maybe it expedited the process of her mom finally finishing that, you know, the legal things that she needed to do, which was probably a huge relief to her too. So sometimes we feel like we're going to make things bad, but actually we can expedite helping people find solutions to their own problems when we can just speak up. And just another quick example, I was coaching a woman who was dating a man and she would just wait all day for him to call or text or ask her on a date or something. And for whatever reason, she felt kind of powerless in this situation. And so she would just sort of wait for him instead of taking the initiative to call or text him or ask him on a date. And as we talked and coached on it, it was just like she had the mindset that, you know, it was up to him. It was his role. And she didn't feel that she could take on that role of empowering herself to talk to him. And she was really not even thinking about that because her mindset was, it's his job to have this conversation. And don't we all do that in some 
situations. We wait for our teenagers to open up to us. Or we want our husbands to take the initiative to have a conversation about our finances, say, or our love life or anything else. And it's probably the farthest thing from the other person's mind. Like, no two people think alike. So I want to empower us as moms to have any conversation that we want to have that we feel would be beneficial to our family relationships. Now, there's times that, you know, we just want to tell someone what to do and how to live their life. And, you know, in those cases, it's probably better to maybe not say anything until we're in more of a a place where we're open to listening and just talking and expressing that we care where we can have a conversation that's supportive to the relationship. So while there are a lot of ways to communicate well, there are just three that I want to talk about today. Ways to approach conversations so that we can have effective communication and avoid those big blow-ups or those times when we just totally misunderstand each other. So today I want to talk to you about what I'll call three C's of communication. And they are calm, confident, and curious. Those are three great emotions to approach a conversation with. So let me tell you what I mean by those. Let's start with the emotion of calm. As you'll hear me say many times on this podcast, all emotions come from our thoughts. And so when we want to approach something, say, calmly, We want to think some thoughts that will help us feel calm. Because if we go into a conversation feeling fearful or angry or frustrated or resentful, I probably don't even have to tell you how that conversation is going to go. That's when we blow up and then other people become defensive and then things escalate and then nothing ever that's really good or helpful will come of that. So if we're thinking thoughts that can help us approach a situation calmly, we have a much better chance of having a productive conversation. So what are some thoughts that could create a sense of calm within you? One of my favorites is everything will be okay. I really, really like to approach any situation in life that, that with the belief that everything will be okay. So, for instance, if we're really worried about our teenagers, and if you have teenagers, you're probably worried, you know, about at least something in their life, whether it's their grades, their friends, their lack of initiative, it could be any number of things. But if you are always trying to think and believe everything will be okay, you'll be so much more able to express you know, confidence in your kids and convey that confidence to them and be open to listening to them. Now, I just want to tell you, like, one thing that really helps me to think about when I get, you know, freaked out about anything with my teenagers. I only have one teenager left, but when I was 17 years old, I went to Europe on study abroad I went to the south of France, and then I had planned to travel around after and even stay there after and be a nanny. Now, realize that in these days, there were 
no cell phones, definitely no Google Maps. If I wanted to communicate with my mom, I had to write a letter from and send it from Europe or call her, like, collect on the phone. If some of you won't even know what that is, but that was like we could call long distance and have them pay for the charges. And it was just like outrageously expensive. So my mom definitely didn't want me doing that. So after I finished my study abroad, I went, I started traveling and I was all by myself, 17 years old in Europe, going around on the trains. And I was so naive. Like one of my plans was to meet up with a friend who was a man, a guy, a college student, who I met there, who seemed very nice, but I have no idea if he was. But anyway, we were going to meet in Hamburg, Germany, and Hamburg, Hamburg, I'm not sure I say it, but we were going to meet there and go to Berlin. Now, at that time, East Berlin was still communist, so I hope we were going to go to West Berlin, but in my mind, I kind of vaguely remember thinking we were going to go to East Berlin. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what we were thinking. So, We were supposed to meet at that train station and our plans didn't work out. And so he didn't know what to do and he didn't see me there and I didn't know what to do and there was no way to communicate. And so I just don't even know what I did, but I figured out something and eventually got myself to Paris where I thought I was going to stay and find a nanny job. I mean, this was not well thought out. (laughs) I ended up sitting on my suitcase outside like a hostel, crying, not knowing what to do. And finally, I must have made that collect call to my mom, and we agreed it would be better if I just came home at that point, which I did. So I orchestrated all of this by myself, you know, not knowing anyone. I don't even know how I got around with just, I guess, with just maps, but I'm terrible at reading maps to this day, even Google Maps. So I'm not sure how I managed it, but I did. And that gives me evidence that my kids will be okay with so many more resources to help them now. You know, they will work things out and we all just learn and grow by our own experiences and challenges and mistakes and bad choices in life. And so just the thought, they'll be okay, will help us enter calmly into any conversation. Another thing that helps me Be calm is giving people the benefit of the doubt. When I think my husband and kids love me, and this is an issue that we we can handle. They didn't mean to hurt or offend or make us upset or disappointed or whatever it is that we're feeling. So just going into it with, hey, we love each other. This was just a big misunderstanding really helps create some calm for me. Another thing is remembering that the circumstances are neutral. I haven't taught you a lot on this podcast about the self-coaching model that I learned at the Life Coach School, but the first thing that we teach as life coaches from the Life Coach School is that no matter what happens, if your teenager snuck out and stole the car and you know, ran off with their questionable boyfriend or whatever, that is all neutral until we apply a thought to it that, oh my goodness, I don't know what happened. She might get pregnant. You know, all the things that our mind runs away with. Once we start thinking about our circumstances, that's when we can become very fearful. 
And then it becomes, again, hard to have a productive conversation. So if, for instance, your teenager did sneak out and run off with her new boyfriend that you aren't sure that you like his influence, those are the facts of the situation. Now, if you take some time to think of that as neutral, and then it's just a matter of, okay, what do I want to think about that? And how do I want to approach my, my child about this? You will be so much more calm if you're like, first of all, did most of us do that? I feel like I definitely snuck out at times and my husband probably did too. Although I had a very lax home life, so I, maybe I didn't have to sneak out if I wanted to go somewhere. My youngest daughter told me several times during high school, mom, I've always wanted to sneak out. And I was like, do you know how bad I'm going to freak out if I go to your bed in the middle of the night and you're not there? It's just, if you want to go somewhere with your friends in the middle of the night, just tell me. And it was so cute that she's like, I just want to sneak out. It would be so fun. She's so cute. And I don't think she ever did. She probably did. I don't know. I should ask her. But But that is just almost like a rite of passage for kids. And again, just getting into that mind space can help you be so much more calm. And there's other thoughts that you could find that are calming. So I just encourage you to find your own. But just remember that almost nothing is like a life-ending disaster. I mean, of course, there are terrible circumstances that actually do, you know, car accidents and suicide, and they're really hard things. But most things that we're dealing with are not as big and dramatic as we make them in the moment. And again, if we're trying to calm ourselves down, reminding ourselves of that is a really good thing to do. So the next one is confidence. We want to go into conversations with a sense of confidence. And so we need some thoughts that can help us get there. Like one I really like is, I'm the mom of this family, so I can model good conversation. I am 20 or 30 years older than my child. I am totally capable of a way, finding a way to have this conversation that we need to have. Or maybe if you need to have a conversation with your husband, it's like, you know, maybe he's not the best talker. Maybe this isn't on his mind. Maybe it's not bothering him, but I can find a way to bring it up that will help us work through this without a bunch of conflict. Another thought I like to believe that really helps with my confidence is I can handle anything that happens. I can handle anything the other person says without getting into a fight with them. It takes two people to fight, and I'm not going to be one of them. So I can handle anything that's said in this conversation. That's a great belief, along with if something is wrong, then we'll handle it. Like if something comes up here, I can handle any parenting situation that comes my way, depending on how long you've been a parent. You know, it could be a few weeks or it could be decades like I have been. And I know in my position now, I can honestly say I have handled everything that has come my way, me and my husband together for 31 years. And that is a very good thing. And whether you're, you've been a parent 31 days or 31 years, just tell yourself that Throughout the years, I'm going to handle anything that comes my way. I'm confident that I can. I'm confident that I can communicate clearly. And one other thing that can create confidence is just practicing ways to lead into the conversation. Like, hey, it's hard to 
tell you this, but I think you're going to be upset with me, but I just want to get this out in the open. Something like that can can really be a good opener. One I don't really recommend is I need to talk to you. That just kind of scares people, especially men and teenagers. So practice a little sentence or two that feels like a good, comfortable opener to you, and you'll have more confidence going into a conversation. And the next one is just know that it's okay if whoever we're needing to talk to and our family doesn't like it. Like we want to say, no, you can't take the car because last time you did, you know, you were irresponsible or you were out too late or whatever. And we also want them to like it. Like we need, we want to say what we need to say and do our role as parents. Um, <laughs> but we also would love it if the kids were like, gee, I understand mom and dad. I really was irresponsible in that situation. No, they're going to fight back. They're going to say, well, I won't do it again or whatever. You're so mean, you know, and, and then that's the time when we really need to drum up our confidence to say, no, I need to stick to stick to these consequences and I don't need to fight them about it. They can be mad and that's just the way it is. And, you know, better they learn this from me than from a boss who's like, hey, you didn't show up on time or you didn't do your job. And therefore, you know, we're letting you go. We're giving a warning. Like we're there to teach our kids and it's okay if they don't like it sometimes and they're mad at us and they're annoyed with us and we can be annoyed with them too, but we still are doing our jobs as moms. The last emotion I want to mention that is super helpful for having any conversation is curiosity. So instead of saying like, what were you thinking? We can be like, what were you thinking? What happened? I remember a situation, I hope my oldest son won't mind me sharing this, but he got in trouble at school and he had been telling me that he was really having an issue with this teacher. And I'd been talking to him a little bit about it. But then just push came to shove one day and he, of course, got dragged into the principal's office, even though the teacher really was out of line in a lot of ways. But the consequences came down on him. And when you get that call from the school that your child is in trouble, I mean, all your mom alarm bells start going off. And I don't know how I handled that that day. But I wish I would have just said, hey, what happened? I know you were having trouble with that teacher. And that's the kind of thing that we can do, the tone that we convey that just says, hey, we're curious. I'm worried about you. What's going on? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What's your perspective on that? And just know that like, no two people think alike. And it is so good to be curious about what's going on with the other person and not assume anything, assume we think we know how they feel or what they're thinking. You all know what happens when you assume, right? If we can just be open-minded, kind of ask open-ended questions, but not be too like, especially if we're dealing with teenagers, they like their privacy. They don't want to hear a bunch of intrusive questions from us, but just like a few word sentences like, hey, what's going on for you? Are you okay? That kind of thing can really help set a tone that feels safe for people to talk. If our kids are having a problem or a husband, we don't want to jump in and solve their problems. We can ask questions like, so what do you think you're going to do? Or what do you think your options are? 
Really asking someone what they think and genuinely being curious is a great way to show unconditional love and acceptance and help them feel safe to open up and share their thoughts and experiences and know that they won't be condemned or criticized or, you know, even punished. If you want your kids to be honest with you, it's really helpful if there's not a really big, you know, condemning consequence for them for being honest. And sometimes the curiosity can just be inside your own mind. Like, I wonder why my kids would do that. What what were they maybe doing or thinking? You know, what's going on for my husband when he's, you know, being silent and withdrawn or something like that? Um, he seems really stressed. I wonder what could be going on. Those kind of questions to just kind of ponder in your own mind are, are a really good setup for a good conversation. So again, just to recap, thinking in terms of going into a conversation calmly, confidently, and with curiosity are three great ways to improve communication in your family. And better communication can only lead to a better, happier family life. So please let me know your questions. I have Ask a Coach on my webpage, mom-mindset.com. You can come and ask questions anonymously and I will answer them there online. You can also go to my website and download my free ebook, Mom Mindset A to Z, that talks about a lot of different mom issues and it's a beautiful book. Shout out to my daughter, Ellie, for making it so beautiful and it's not long. It's just a page on each little topic and you can just jump around and read what interests you. So I hope this podcast has been helpful and enjoyable for you. If you are enjoying the podcast, please consider rating it, subscribing, and reviewing it within your podcast platform. And I can't tell you how to do that, but it's super easy to figure out. So thank you for being here today and I will talk to you next week. Hey mama, thanks for listening to the show today. If you enjoy the ideas I share on my podcast, but you want some help applying them to your personal situation, I want to invite you to learn more about my coaching program, where I talk to moms on a personal basis through one-on-one coaching and group calls. We can talk about anything from the personal challenges that you're experiencing in marriage or motherhood to the goals and dreams that you have for yourself. To find out more and download a copy of my free book, Mom Mindset A to Z, visit mom-mindset.com.